0: Aaron Rodgers' girlfriend, Blue of Earth, who had
1: to address witch rumors earlier this summer, reacts to the Packers quarterback's self-love journey via a psychedelic brew used by Amazonian tribes that cause hallucinations. There's like six names of bands in there. If If you have a garage band, you're thinking of a name, witch rumors is way up there, only to be followed by psychedelic brew. (laughs) Welcome back to another fantastic edition of the Fantasy 40 Podcast with myself, John Debari, my co-host, Mr. Matt Walker, and as always, brought to you by our friends at Expand the Box Score, which reminds me, today is the start of Drafting with Giants 8, since our friend Andy, uh, Expand the Box Score boss man, puts that together. So if you're in that, good luck, but you're playing for third place behind me and Walker. Uh, the Ocho! Yes, sir. Yes. On that note, today we're going to continue our divisional breakdowns. We're looking at the NFC North. But Walk, want to talk about something else first. So Walk, how you doing? And let's get into it. You're in charge. Never in charge. Yeah. This is a
0: uh, 50-50 split, just like the screen we're looking at right now. Um, no. Yeah. And yeah, Andy, yeah, I messaged you. You already didn't. Uh, respond on Twitter, third round reversal, buddy. come on, yeah so let's let's get with the times. drafting with Giants putting me and John in the the kitty seat in the back, you know, taking all the leftovers and still dominating when yeah. it's all said and done. so <laughs> come at us, but yeah we uh we're talking to North today. We're finally transitioning over to the NFC. We beat up the AFC in short order the last four weeks, so now it's NFC time, but yeah you know, we did get a little real football, right? air air quotes here. People, Real football last week at the the Hall of Fame game where the Jacksonville Jaguars and your Las Vegas Raiders battled it out to the tune of a 27-11 Raiders just thrashing of what looked like largely the third string players other than the Jaguars defensive line who it looks rather formidable. You know, uh, Trayvon Walker just day one, just in the backfield all day and they have a decent rotation other than, you know, and that was with Josh Allen not even playing in that game. But the most important thing and what had Twitter all blaze, was that Josh Jacobs started the game for the Las Vegas Raiders and received significant work uh, as well. Five carries at a tune of 30 yards, nothing to uh, be too upset about. And also had two targets, two catches for 14 yards. So I'm like, I like the production. That's great. That'd be a great first series, you know, come week one, but why the fuck? Is Josh Jacobs playing in the preseason? And Josh McDaniels coming in, not caring about running backs, tells us probably about as all as we need to know because he cycled through every single damn one of them uh, on Thursday. Zamir White, uh, Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, Amir Abdullah got work. Even uh, Austin Walter went and, and, and did some damage in his limited touches. But what did you make of Josh Jacobs' utilization? And also, what did you think of Zamir White, who is kind of the the next in line after the season once they just move on from Josh Jacobs.
1: So I, I was working, so I didn't watch the game as a whole, but I did box score scouting and looked for some highlights and stuff. My take on Josh Jacobs and everything you just said with the their usage in that game, this is going to be the <laughs> Patriots West. So this is becoming a, a backfield to avoid, much like, it has been in New England for years. Maybe it's not Belichick, maybe it's been McDaniel this whole time. So ugh, don't don't like it for Jacobs, but I don't like it for any. It's not like it's not like there's a someone coming in. You mentioned Zamir White. It's not like someone's coming in and taking this over. It's probably going to be a committee every week, and which guy goes off, which guy doesn't. Like it for best ball, speaking of drafting with Giants, but Zamir White, I saw the highlights. Again, like you said, who, who's actually out there playing. It's, it's better to look productive than look like mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> so that's a positive. But again, until we see him um, in some of these later games when there's actual starters and NFL caliber players out there, it's hard to, to read on any of this. And and especially this year with a new coach coming in with the Raiders and a- any team that has a new coach, you know, they're testing out this roster, putting their system in there and and kicking the tires a lot, it doesn't mean they're they're never trying to win these preseason games. You know what I mean? They're working things out and want to see how this works and that. So it, it's hard for me to put a lot of stock into it, except when the starters get a shit ton of work. Projected starters get a shit ton of work in these first games and everybody goes, oh, that's a bad sign.
0: Yeah, even on a you know, on a wet field, nonetheless, that was also brought up on Twitter, right? Like, just increases the res- risk of injury. So let's get, get him out there. And granted, no Devontae Adams, no Hunter Renfro, no Darren Waller shit. I don't even know if Matt Collins played, to be honest with you. And I'm just thinking about that clown car that Hunter Renfro packed him into, if you saw the, the, the Uber video. But you know, the top pass catcher was Tyrone Johnson. And uh, and Keelan Cole, but the running backs got a ton of work. Samir so White had four targets, three receptions, twenty three. Amir Abdullah two for, for twenty three on two targets. Uh, I mentioned Josh Jacobs two for fourteen on two targets. Shit, even Austin Walter had one target for three yards. They were they were just peppering the running backs out of the back. And I don't know if that's going to be a you know kind of a part of the scheme or if it was just the lack of available other pass catchers in the entire offense. But that was nice to see because they do feature the pass. They Fe- feature a pass-catching running back historically in those Patriots offenses. That's made James White fantasy relevant for years and years. Everyone wants to believe it's Kenyon Drake, but who knows who,
1: who it's ultimately going to be. <clears throat> well, that, you know, we finished the AFC with the AFC West, so that was fresh on our you know mind going into today, and we talked about it quite a bit. I mean, besides Adams coming there and, and Renfro and Waller, there's not a lot of talent in the receiving room in, I almost said Oakland, which is several cities removed, mm-hmm. but <laughs> <me get> that. <laughs> with, the, with the Raiders that are coincidentally right down the street for me. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me at all. If that's a thing that's built into this offense, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see the running backs, all of them play a much bigger role than we're thinking at this point in time, because, they just don't have the depth at receiver. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, we we did talk about those
0: Raiders and that lack of depth. Now, just to quickly touch on the Jacksonville Jaguars, I mean, it was it was abysmal. Um, nothing to write home about. I already spoke about their D line a little bit, but it was kind of tight end centric the the offense. Luke Farrell and Neil Cattrell, yeah, you know, absorbing all the work. And Neil, Nathan Cottrell, my apologies, Nathan. You're a running back. I was totally unaware. <laughs> I just assumed based on my team game and your production that you were a tight end. So even even less uh, impressive when Luke Farrell's leading the way with three for 43 in the game. It was just it, it was ugly uh, for the Jaguars. So hopefully, better days are ahead for them. But it was nice to see a little real football, and we'll we'll get into it. I mean, my Eagles' their preseason Week One game is this Friday, so we're actually getting into I guess I call it Week Two, right? The Hall of Fame game, but we're actually oh, going to get Game, game some- start
1: Thursday. I didn't <laughs> even
0: know that. Yeah, yeah. So we're really getting down to the nitty gritty by you know weeks two and three are really the the telltale signs where you're going to see a lot more of this ugly football for for week one and week four. You know, primarily week three is where you where you glean most of your information. So between now and then, we're going to trudge on with this NFC. So again, compass NFC North A and B coin got flipped again fucking crazy enough i landed on a so i got out my uh my kids abc chart and i made sure this time that i followed accordingly and i ended up with the bears right out of the gate john's x favorite team x city she probably made him do it just as a penance you know for what these bears have done to us over the last several years but they uh Starting first and foremost, they traded their 22 first last year to move up and select Justin Fields. So I'm not going to not gonna ding them for that because I'm still a Fields believer. Um, it doesn't really look like the Bears are, uh, candidly, but I am. So I'm not going to knock them for, for moving off of that pick uh, to go up and get Fields last year. But in free agency, they went and beefed up that quarterback room. I talked about Justin Fields. Well, it's not only him. They went and brought in Trevor Simeon. Two years, four million dollar deal, and Nathan Peterman. So just, murderers row of quarterbacks
1: behind Justin Fields. Smart <laughs> you, guy. I'm gonna, I, <laughs> before we recorded, I sent Walk some text and I was like, "I got the lines and the Vikings. I went through with it This this is pretty ugly. I'm not looking forward to this. And you made it sound like you had some gems." And you're starting off here with the Bears' backup quarterbacks. So I'm going to apologize to everyone for the next four shows because the NFC is garbage compared to the AMC. We should have done this
0: backwards. 100%. And let's be clear that you put something that – I hope you've got some filler. Great. Filler. That's Filler, John. Talk about the quarterback room behind Justin Fields. <laughs> Trevor Simeon, right. baby. Goddamn right. Two-year, four million-dollar deal for old Trevor. Um, yeah, you know, that's like punter money for the backup. What's What's clear is that the Bears are nothing. They did this year was in the best interest of the future for the team, other than from financial perspective. They They didn't bring in any talent. They didn't secure anything long term. They are tearing it down. Right. Part of that was trading for Nikhil Harry, saying, yes, Patriots will gladly give you a seventh round pick for that former first round pick. I've also heard rumblings now that the Bears are sniffing around on my guy, Jalen uh, Rager from the Eagles, who's on the roster bubble as well. So sounds like they're just willing to start throwing darts at former first round wide receivers to fill that, that void, that massive void that they have behind Darnell Mooney. But let's keep on that wide receiver. Uh, tangent for a moment they went and gave byron pringle who we were talking about a few moments ago a sterling one year four million dollar deal with another two million incentive so he is just a placeholder as well one year byron good luck with your your next destination because you're not going to be a bear more than one year and then they started throwing the money around one-year deals equinemia st brown david moore dante pettis and tajay sharp You get a one-year deal. You get a one-year deal. You get a one-year deal. And you get a one-year deal. It is disgusting what they're doing. They're trying their damnedest to not put any talent around Justin Fields whatsoever. I get not wanting to commit big dollars to people, but you could have done better than this dredge of wide receiver fours and fives on any other team are going to live meaningful snaps for the Bears this year. What they did do was... Helped the offensive line a little bit. That line was disgusting last year. So they went and got Julian Davenport from Indy, Riley Reef from Cincinnati, and Lucas Patrick from Green Bay were all brought in. Probably all going to be upgrades against whoever was in that spot a year ago for the Chicago Bears to try and give Justin Fields a chance at staying upright for you know three or four seconds. Reef. Uh, as a note, is only one team away from earning his uh, division participation merit badge. He has now played for three of the four teams in the NFC North, so he just needs a quick stop in Lambeau so that he can check that off his bucket list. Moving off of that, because that's all they did. That was free agency. That's it. Big, big swings in free agency. When see, literally see Trevor, theme, Simeon, is the yes. <laughs> <Yes>. Trevor <laughs> Simeon is developing for this. Yes, Trevor Simeon was the was the big move. Him and Byron Pringle in free agency. In the draft, I already mentioned they did not have a first-round pick trading it out, but they did have a ton of draft picks when it was all said and done. In the second round, they got Kyler Gordon, the cornerback. Also in the second round, Jaquan Brisker, the safety, who I think IDP leagues is probably starting very early, and he's going to rack up a absolute ass-ton of tackles because this team also traded away some defensive talent in the name of Cleo Mack. So they're just, they're just bad. They just don't have a lot of name cachet on defense. They're not going to be good on offense. demon's defense is going to be on the field a lot, so get your Juquan brisker in your uh, rookie IDP drafts. Third round, I think officially now 25-year-old Valus Jones Jr., maybe 26, maybe undershooting Mr. Valus Jones, but he's, uh, he's already qualified you know, for the NFL's pension program upon <laughs> setting foot on the field. Fifth-round pick, Braxton Jones, offensive tackle, Southern Utah State. Read and heard some good things about that kid, actually. Also in the fifth, Dominique Robinson, edge. And then we're just going to rapid fire this. In the sixth, Zach Thomas, guard. Treston Ebner, running back. Doug Kramer, guard. In the seventh, also three picks. Jatire Carter, guard. Elijah Hicks, defensive back. And then to finish out the draft, Trenton Gill, punter. So if anyone's paying attention there, they they went and get two offensive skill position players in Bayless Jones and Treston Ebner. They got some secondary in Gordon, Brisker, and Hicks, and then they just peppered the offensive line. So they focused on secondary and offensive line with their with all of their draft capital. So they're sinking it in good places as far as Edge, Dominic Robinson, don't know much about the player, but you can probably use a little help you know, from the pass rush perspective going forward. But not a bad draft for what they were left with and considering their build. But again, they really did little to help Justin Fields. So he's still going to struggle this year. Hopefully he can run a lot more to, to kind of keep his fantasy viability alive. And what does that mean for these Chicago Bears? Well, plugged them into the old win-loss projection machine uh, that we did earlier in the year. Spit out a number that I don't think is too far-fetched. And that number was 2-15, and 15, which places them 15th out of 16 teams in the NFC. So yes, there is a team that I believe is worse than the Bears this year. But I think the Bears are going to be terrible.
1: What say you, Jonathan? I'm blown away by that number. I love to hear it. Uh, I did not have them at two and fifteen. I have them somehow at six and eleven, but I think they fucking stink too. Um I don't um, I can't imagine a world where they
0: get to four wins in the middle of the two of us. They're a bad team, top to bottom with new coaching. It's just it's a recipe and they're in a tough division in my opinion. As much as we're AFC greater than NFC, yeah, there's there's talent in the NFC North. So I'm packing them for 0 and six in the division right away. I think
1: the Lions the the Lions beating them in Chicago. You're a Lions hater. I love I like the Lions. I actually have a Lions jersey squirreled away. But the the one thing I thought about, about John Break it out, buddy. <laughs> the the one thing I thought of while you were um going through just what the Bears did, which was nothing, and what we're going to see other teams did, which was nothing. You know, the Patriots for years got the bad rep of uh oh, you know, no one else in the t- no one else in that division does anything to really compete. The Patriots just handle that division every year. You could probably really say that about Green Bay more than New England. I mean. Year in year out, the Bears just shit the bed. Detroit has stunk since 1991, and the Vikings—you know—they've put together some good teams, but they seem to really fall apart, especially towards the end of the year, year after year. So it, it's funny Green Bay gets the pass when well, most of the focus should probably be in Green Bay, and then they do nothing with it in the playoffs. But yeah, the Bears are.
0: Listen, bad you might you might be on downward. Down because the bears are at six and a half wins on the, the total and those six and a half wins off well, those six and a half ones do come at plus 125 on the over minus 150 on the under. So very much more than <laughs> you better, better to be at seven if You want to make any money off of this <laughs> you know, as opposed to the under, but pretty high total considering that, at least what I'm looking at, and this is this is DraftKings. DraftKings pushes all the way down to four and a half wins with a certain team. So they're not afraid to go low on teams. No one's going to project two or three, yeah. right? So I don't know. I feel pretty comfortable laying money on that minus 150 under <laughs> for, for the Chicago Bears because I don't know how you got to six.
1: And they're sure shit don't see them as a seven and 10 team. No. Yeah. So I guess moving – down, moving on, <laughs> the We're Detroit Lions. So Detroit, with the second pick in the NFL draft, I think got the best player in the draft, Aiden Hutchinson, defensive end. I, I, granted, I'm a Michigan fan, so I'm biased coming into this, but I think he's got as much upside as anybody in this class. I think Lance Zierlein, I think he had the highest grade in Zierlein's uh, draft grades. So... Pretty pleased with that pick for the team. Then uh, their second first-round pick, number 12, they took Jamison Williams. Who Has he been practicing yet? No, nah, he still hasn't been cleared. Yeah, there's a, there's really a chance he doesn't still play long. this year. I mean, it's, he's going to get popped, but there's a world where he gets shelved. I, I, I didn't think he practiced, but I Sometimes. looked at a site last night and had him already locked in as a starter, and I was like, mm, Well, I mean, I he doesn't think- have to practice to be the best receiver <laughs> on the Detroit Lions. V- so. Valid point. <laughs> Uh, Unlike you, with the exception of these super early picks like Hutchinson, I'm not bothering people with the offensive line or defensive guys' names. Second round, 14th pick, they selected another defensive end. 33rd pick of the third round, they took a safety. Fifth round, they took someone named James Mitchell, a tight end, which seemed weird to me at the time until I looked at their tight end depth chart, and it's Hawkinson and a heaping pile of garbage. So if this guy is of any use, he could be used in two tight end sets from day one. Sixth round just putting his name out there because for sleeper idp people i have heard the name malcolm rodriguez for ugh, seems like months and i don't really i don't know when i've looked at the stuff idp guys on twitter say about him i've asked people in the know nobody's glowing about him like for fantasy so i'm curious where all this love has been coming from because guys that know about this a lot more than me give them a a very meh grade but for some reason people love the guy sixth round they took another edge seventh round they took a cornerback so with the exception of Jamison Williams and that James Mitchell guy they didn't really focus a lot on offense nor should they because last year they allowed 185 touchdowns in a (laughs) opponent quarterback rating of 101.1 both of which were the highest in the NFL since 2016. So the problems were on that side of the ball. So it's good that they addressed it in the draft. In free agency, DJ Chark got a one-year, $10 million deal. Tons of upside. I, I like these one-year deals for guys that I think are good players. They come in. It's a prove-it deal. Plays well in Detroit. He can get himself a either a better deal there a year from now or another multi-year deal with another team. <clears throat> Picked up. TJ Hawkinson's fifth year option. And they re signed Caleb Raymond and Josh Reynolds. How exciting. Mm. And they signed, you wanted to, to go back up quarterbacks? I had to pull this up because I knew we. you started it with the Bears. They re signed David Blau and Tim Boyle, both to okay. one year deal. Consistency. Yep.
0: So. I was looking up Malcolm Rodriguez because I was curious. He, he's currently, this is third on the Lads depth chart for weak side linebacker behind Chris Board, who is listed as a starter, and then Derek Barnes, who was their fourth-round pick in 21. I think Derek Barnes is more kind of like a, I think I'm pretty sure he was out of Purdue and more like a pass rushy type guy, but they don't seem insurmountable if there's any steam behind this Malcolm Rodriguez guy. He might be a buried treasure in the IDP, but I also do not know anything else about him, nor do I have any Malcolm Rodriguez in any of my IDP rookie drafts.
1: You're not going to get him for whatever reason. His draft stock has shot up, but people like him. But, yeah, they they didn't do a ton similar to the Bears. I mean, you know, we had to discuss (laughs) re-signing backup quarterbacks because there's not a ton of action here. Like I said, free agency, the big splash was bringing in Chark. They didn't really bring in any other guys of note you know, Garrett Griffin, another backup tight end, who, who I like as a depth piece. He's been serviceable when he's been forced into these starting roles, but just a lot of meh for a meh team mm-hmm. who's likely fishing, you know, not hoping to do well and catch them, snag themselves a quarterback in next year's draft. But they stink again, in my opinion. I think they'll be better than last year. I like Dan Campbell. I wish better things for him, but... Las Vegas has them at six and a half wins after winning three last year. I said I like them. However, when I put the calculations into the old win-loss computer, I got them at two and 15.
0: That's just insulting to Dan Campbell. He like backhanded complimented right there. And, yeah, there's these, a, a tale of two six and a half projected team totals between those Bears and Lions is that the Lions are plus 100, On the under and then minus 120 on the over. So Vegas is at least leaning the over there as well. And I agree with them because I have the lines at eight and nine. Threatening to be a winning team. And that eight and nine gets them ninth seed in the NFC. So not a playoff team, unfortunately enough. But progress, I like what Dan Campbell is building there in Motown. So I'm there with you. Did you mention Justin Jackson? being signed by those Detroit Lions. I
1: have a I have his name scribbled down among the running backs, mm. which they have a <clears throat> They're not world beaters. It's not like the best, you know, it's not a, a 1A, 1B, 1C. I like their running back room from top to bottom. Currently, it's mm-hmm. Swift, your boy, Jamal Williams, Reynolds from last year. Uh, Iguibuque, Jamar Jefferson God, I mean, yeah. and, and Justin Jackson. They're all names, you know, who've had a game or two where they've splashed. I mean, I I'm thinking when it comes time for roster cuts, getting down to 53 man. I mean, three of those guys are probably getting cut at least. Well, no, cause there's, yeah, it's gotta be three. I don't see them keeping four on the roster. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, it'd be hard it, pressed to keep four and, uh, it's going to be, you know, you, you name Jamal Williams is clear to make team, John. So, what's clear to starter? So, we got to find out between Craig Reynolds, Godwin, Equal Jamar Jefferson, and Justin Jackson who makes the team. I'm going to say Justin Jackson makes a team. Veteran presence. I think he even plays special teams. Like, I'd be surprised if he didn't make the team, which probably leaves one spot between those other three guys. Of the three, Craig Reynolds was by far the most productive uh, when given the opportunity, but not really sure if he's a special teams guy or not. So, to me,
1: Jackson's the easy cut. I never liked anything I saw out of him. Uh, I mean, he just – he gets the job done. He's a guy that Dan Campbell <clears> just going to <throat> fucking love. Assignment,
0: just always on assignment, like veteran, you know, bring a little more stability, cause all the injuries they endure, endured. I wouldn't be surprised. I know it was late, se- late camp signing, but I think Justin Jackson makes the team, so one of those <clears throat> other guys is going to be at jeopardy, and it's – I, I don't think Jamar Jefferson makes team. He really stand out that much when he got opportunity. Um, so, Craig Reynolds and Godwin Igwabuchi are probably going to be fighting for that last spot, eh, as far as I'm concerned. But I just like what they're building there. And to your point, every running back was successful It's because that offensive line is just a just a beast. Which is why I'm buying in. They're they're making you know the positive strides on defense. are getting a Game changer like Agent Aiden Hutchinson was like a culture guy as well on t- on top of being fucking awesome. He's just like the guy that's gonna be like their first rep in, last he, rep
1: out type guy. Like isn't he very JJ Waddish? Like I, I, not player wise, but like the guy.
0: Exactly. Just yep, big
1: white guy, right, John? That's where i are <laughs> known for that.
0: Yeah,
1: Mister Positivity. You could see him wearing a fucking Letterman's jacket out there. You could see him with a '99 crushing the
0: edge right yeah that's uh i just think that's what the lions are trying to do it's what damn campbell wants to do they got the guy keeping the michigan product and i mean it literally couldn't have gone better for them than still get an offensive explosion type guy in jameson williams if he plays at all this year i mean that's a bonus yeah. for this team that i just think is just a solid team honestly i, I think there's they're they're good. They're they are light years better than the Bears. I don't understand how on earth you got the records you did, because there's not a position other than quarterback that I think the Bears are superior in, and that's from a fantasy perspective. Goff's probably better in like playing NFL quarterback right now and keeping team, them on schedule and and eking out wins and stuff like that, rather than just being an athletic specimen that is going to be good on my fantasy team. So. We're gonna have to figure that one out because I think you uh, think you think backwards on that one.
1: But we've we we said it. it a bunch. We get these records. I just went through, pick my wins losses. I I was as shocked as you because I don't I don't dislike them. That's that's. that's well, I'll tell you one thing. I did, and I already know this. I gave. They don't have a single road win until they start doing it. I'll never. <laughs> we do this year after year. They're already zero and eight. And you know, with the seventeenth game, I don't know if they have a. I don't know who's got the extra road games if they have 7 at, at minimum. Got if it. If they have yeah. 9, yeah. If they're over yeah. 9 there already.
0: Yeah. Oh in the road, okay? Yeah, yeah they don't Correct. they don't like leaving Motown, which they should, right? Shout, shout out to shout out to Swags, right? Oh, Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, so off of that, now I think we're on to the, the defender, the upper crust of the NFC North and mm-hmm. I was entrusted with Packers. You know, the, the cheeseheads, Aaron Rodgers first of all must sign an extension that pays him $150.815 million over the next three years with that one hundred and one point five one five is fully guaranteed. That's from Tom Pelisaro and Ian Rappaport. But the deal does drop his 22 salary by $18 million. So also helped the team in the short term. That's how they ended up being able to re-sign one of these key defensive guys that I'll be talking about in a minute. But it locks Aaron Rodgers in. For the next three years, it's also why Devontae Adams ended up <laughs> probably bailing. Said it wasn't because you know reports came out. I think that he said the Packers offered him a similar deal, if I'm not mistaken, in some sort of report. But I guess he thought it was time to move on. Wanted to go hang out with his buddy DDC. What is that? Was it was it the the damn Derek contract? His buddy DDC <laughs> in uh, in Las Vegas. But um, so that's a clear. Subtraction for them losing Devonte Adams, you know, arguably the top wide receiver in the NFL. Mind meld with Aaron Rodgers, just short yardage touchdown machine. He's going to have to find someone else to throw those one yard slants to, so he doesn't give them to our boy, Aaron Jones. It might be Aaron Jones. Flex him out. Let him start running those one yard slants, catch a touchdown after touchdown, double moving people. All right. So free agent additions: Sammy Watkins, boom. Devonte Adams, who? We got Sammy Watkins coming to town, one-year, four million dollar deal. Start him week one. He's gonna be a DFS dream play because oh, that's what yeah, yeah, Sammy yeah. Watkins does. And then probably gonna pull a Hammy, uh, you know, once the weather starts turning up on the frozen tundra. Alan Lazard received a second-round tender. He's getting paid just shy of four million dollars this year as well. Big body target. He's Aaron Rodgers' like best friend uh, at this point in time. So, ton of value there, but still just such a limited profile that i'm not going to get excited about alan lazard re-signed bobby tunyan to a uh, one year 3.7 million dollar deal i don't even know if he's going to be uh, active to start the season he's still working off the side in camp it might be Josiah DeGara starting tight end for them um come week one the moves they made which just clearly shows what this Packers team wants to be on defense they gave devondre campbell a five-year 50 million dollar deal they gave a four-year extension to preston williams worth 52.5 in new money And in all Smith gets more than 65 mil over five years with a chance to make 71 mil per Ian Rappaport. So they just threw the bag at Preston Williams, who was the worst. Oh, sorry. Preston Williams, Preston Smith. He was the worst of the Smiths uh, when uh, Zedarius was healthy, but Zedarius got hurt. Preston Smith got paid. So I don't agree with the decision, but they like him then. That free cap space that we were discussing went to Jair Alexander. We got a four-year, $84 million extension that pays him $31 million this year. So Aaron Rodgers is like, I'll contribute about $18 mil of that to keep that kid on the island out there. So big moves on defense, small moves on offense. If anything, it was subtraction on offense. Of, you know, losing Devontae Adams, not bringing in really anything of significance to replace him until the draft. So. Got a ton of capital by moving the De, uh, Devontae Adams and what they do with it. In the first round, they went and got linebacker Quay Walker, and then they backed it up with Devontae Wyatt, both Georgia products. So they're buying into you know, big school draft picks in the first round. Everyone thought they were targeting wide receiver right now. They said, we'll wait until the second round, and we'll get this kid from North Dakota State who's used to playing up here in that these nice cold, frigid climates, and Christian Watson who is injured and not uh, not participating in training camp right now. I think he's going to be a project, no matter what people want to say about him. Sean Ryan, offensive lineman, went and got Romeo Dubs, who's the the wide receiver de jour right now. He is Twitter all ablaze with Nevada product Romeo Dubs making at least one wow play every week. Well, yeah, if you listen to the Forty, there's no wows. It was. Dubs is solid. I mean, it's why why reach for Christian Watson? You can just go get dubs in the third and fourth round of your rookie drafts. But maybe you'll convert. Maybe you'll come over to the 40 at some point in time, get better at fantasy football, win money, rate and review us. You know, if not, you know, we're still going to do this, John, because we make enough money in those leagues we play in and win that, you know, we just do this shit for fun. And outside of that, Zach Tom, offensive lineman, Kingsley. Enigbare, linebacker. Tariq Carpenter, safety. Jonathan Ford, defensive tackle. Rasheed Walker, offensive tackle. And then Samare Touré, another wide receiver in round seven. I don't think any of those names after Zach Tom are going to be worth a damn when it's all said and done. But they were the Packers draft picks. So where does that land these Green Bay Packers, in my opinion? And I just, they're solid top to bottom. Still have a ton of limitations, in my opinion. We saw it in the playoffs. I don't think they fixed what those limitations were. But still have them at twelve and five. Fifth place in the NFC overall for those Green
1: Bay Packers. Uh, what does Vegas have them at? Bringing that up right now. Vegas because at- I, I was surprised you were twelve and five. I thought we what
0: were gonna that? have they have him at eleven and the over and under are both at minus one ten. So they're pegging them eleven and six, which I think it's extremely reasonable. If I didn't do the picks and you asked me what I thought their record would be, I would probably have said 11 and six, even without looking at Vegas. That's where I have them. I have them as like an 11 win team, but going all win lossy,
1: I ended up with 12 and five. So I am right there with you. I went 13 and four and I don't like them that much. I think this is the worst Packers team we've seen in quite a while. And when I, similar to, you know, opposite of Detroit, when I got that record, I was, Quite surprised.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I don't like the team. I'm not crazy about the moves that they made and
1: didn't make. But, but you get to I, play I, Minnesota, Chicago, and Detroit <laughs> six fucking times.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I clearly feel better about Detroit than than you do. But just kind of wanted to quick take a quick peek and see where that they, they see they still have David Bakhtiari penciled in as their starting left tackle. That dude just had to have like another knee procedure. Yeah, I don't think he's. I, think I don't he's, know. That's a. That's that's it's getting a little tough. And behind him's a a Yash Neiman, and then the rookie Rasheed Walker that I mentioned. So there, there's a little suspect on that left side. Other than that, they have some they have some solid talent, but they're they're rebolstering their their offensive line, and that's going to be something that Rogers is going to need, right? Because you're not getting these. Yeah, you know, they don't have separators like they did with Devontae Adams, so. I'm I'm a little skeptical
1: of even my 12 wins for these uh, Packers. You know, at some point, we're going to have the passing of the guard from these old guys like Rodgers and, and Brady to, to the young guys, and I mean we'll get into it when we get to Tampa Bay. But I'm getting the I'm getting the feeling this is the year. Like you said, this this offensive line isn't what Rodgers is used to. Tampa's offensive line is getting beat up without the protection and the time. I I, I think. Uh, we got some clock ticking in real time this year. Oh, yeah, agreed. We all know, dude, listen, want to say, this is Brady's last year.
0: I mean, I don't believe he will come back for any NFL team after this year. I think 45 was his number. He wanted to get there. He wanted to do it in South Beach. That didn't happen. So he's like, ah, shit, I'll go back to Tampa for one more year. They got a quality roster. Under no yeah. circumstances.
1: What? Does Brady he plan to come back next year? Correct. Correct. What if he uh, gets hurt week three and misses like nine weeks? 45 years old. When he's going to have a yeah. stellar rehab. At 45. I don't, I don't think there's no. I, I don't think there's any the way rub. he doesn't come back if that happens.
0: Ah, he can rub all the avocados on it. He wants
1: <laughs> 45 years old. He's this is it. This is Brady's last stand. The man doesn't eat nightshades. So he'll be fine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of nightshades, there. the Vikings were purple. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth. So on to those Minnesota Vikings, <laughs> another team that didn't do much for fantasy. Going into the NFL draft, uh, a couple of weird trades with division rivals, but either way, their first pick was the 32nd overall, spent on a safety, Lewis Scene. Sign. I think it's Scene. Uh, he's he's a decent safety option for IDP, but. That's not what we're doing here. Second round, cornerback. Another second round pick, a guard. Third round pick, linebacker. Fourth Mm. round, another cornerback. Fifth round, defensive end. Fifth round, 26 pick. They finally go offense. Running back, Ty Chandler. The one spot they probably don't need a ton of help because they've obviously got cook as their lead back we like madison as one of the best handcuffs in football behind them kenny and who we liked a year ago and you no know, chandler congrats on your rb4 six round an offensive tackle another six round pick Jalen naylor who i liked but he's kind of buried on this depth chart even even if he is Good. I don't see a path for him to get any meaningful playing time in the next couple of years. And seventh round, a backup tight end, Nick Muse. So their draft did nothing to do anything for for fantasy purposes. So overall, pretty blah. But and I'm actually surprised so they brought in Kevin O'Don- O'Connell from the Rams, who's a McVeigh underling was with him uh, back in the washington days so you think an offensive guy is going to come in and try to get his pieces in place on offense but not the case at all and even uh their free agency move was all defensively with the exception of just because you gave a similar contract extension for aaron Rodgers, kirk cousins got a one-year 35 million dollar fully guaranteed extension and uh Bumped his cap number down by 14 million. So they had room to sign people, but it's not like they made huge splashes in free agency. It was all a lot of it was defensively. Harrison Phillips they brought in, Jordan Hicks, Zadarius Smith, Patrick Peterson. So they definitely bolstered that defense. I mean, their names, even though some of them are past their prime and, and the best years are behind them, their defense is definitely going to be better than it's been in recent years. But, ugh. Nothing great for offense or fantasy here again. How do you think Mike Zimmer felt
0: about this draft? Going, like defensive heavy, <laughs> spending free agency dollars on defense. I mean, it's uh, is it, it is a... isn't it Mike of,
1: Zimmer's girlfriend like 27? I don't think he
0: <laughs> really, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Zimmer's old, got old lazy eye when
1: he's got when like when a 27 year old Instagram model.
0: Yeah, okay. good job, Zim. <laughs> um, Lewis seen <laughs> projected free safety. For the Vikings, which is just useless in IDP as well. I mean, he might move once Harrison Smith finally cycles out. I think but, that's <laughs> the plan. What I've read. Yeah, me too. So it might just be a, a dead year for him. But yeah, I mean, just not a lot of sexy in their nothing in their draft in the free agency yet. Defensive. You know, I mentioned that Smith leaving Green Bay he went and took an opportunity with the Vikings after thumbing his nose at the Baltimore Ravens with the contract because I think they tried to, you know, get him on the cheap and he went and did get the bag with the Vikings. Maybe he gets a stick at the green Bay a couple times during the season, which I would certainly like to see, but yeah, they're, they're largely running it back just with a new head coach um, for the Vikings. So it will be interesting okay. to see how he deploys these players as opposed to Zimmer's ball control
1: offense. I mean, the only you know, you said they're they're running it back. The only like, quote unquote, new piece they have, which isn't new, but Irv Smith got hurt early last year, didn't even play. They have Irv Smith coming back, who again got injured and probably isn't going to play too much with a with a what surgery on his thumb. They said he's already out of a hard cast into a soft one, but thumb injuries are pretty significant, especially if you're. A catching the ball and B blocking, def- <laughs> blocking defense blocking defensive ends. You kind of need your hands, so I don't see especially for an
0: undersized tight end. Uh, yes, at that, but so, you know, Er Smith did use his time effectively. Um, not playing football this sure year, heard he got a ton of new ink. Uh, one of oh, it being geez. a butterfly to signify rebirth, and then also some sort of incredible Hulk tattoo because he's going to smash this year, or the, or the two pieces of information that I Only received. Only is <laughs> So
1: good luck, Irv. So, but listen to this. So now he's banged up again. You would have thought that that's a spot they could add some depth in and and possibly make the team better there in case he misses time again, because they, they, you know Conklin was effective in this system. Well, on this offense a year ago, it's going to be a different system with O'Connell there. I'm just gonna give last names and you you stop me if you've heard any of these before Ellifson, Munt he was with Davidson I, <laughs> I with don't the know right. they were all <laughs> fucking bums is the point so if he misses time <laughs> much like a year ago where, where Tyler Conklin unless you're you know tight end junkies like us and guys we've been kind of aware of floating around the league for a while and like them come out of college. There's a chance, again, for a tight end sleeper to emerge here if Smith misses time, but good luck. Good luck. But Mm -mm. you you said running it back, which is very uh, perfect here because they won eight games last year. Vegas has them at nine and a half, and I have them at nine. So if you're not going to change anything except your coach, you're probably going to have very similar results. So I I think they're going to be very much the team they were a year ago.
0: There goes Vegas at them at nine wins, uh, minus 115 on the over, minus 105 on the under. So they are leaning towards them being a better than nine win team. I have the Minnesota Vikings. At 12 and 5, John, four seed in the NFC, suck it, Packers. Viking division this year. You were just talking about the changing of the guard. Captain Kirk is gonna how you like that shit to the Packers this year. They're uh, winning the north. First year I'm, in. Anti anti-Zimmer logic is in full effect here. The the problem was the head coach. It was head of the snake. That's why I didn't have to change a lot. Keep the players the same. Get a head coach in there that's
1: sort gonna of change the shit and utilize these wide receivers more effectively. That's is we're not far off. I got him at nine. So you just have three more. We have other teams with way bigger differences. Somehow this is one of the more shocking ones. <laughs> I know you'd be surprised, John. I am indeed. Yeah, that's uh, uh
0: I have this is a pretty competitive division, save for the Bears. I mean, I have the Packers and the Vikings both at twelve wins, I have the Lions at eight. So
1: save for that two win bears asterisk down at the bottom (laughs) (laughs) I, i mean look we again and this happened with the other divisions too where we we had a few teams that were different i mean you got two 12 wins an eight win and a two win i got a 13 a nine a six and a two so we have the top and bottom the same the the fiddle in the middle is all you know some wiggle room to be had there but Someone, someone's gonna. If we're close, someone in this division is gonna suck.
0: <laughs> oh, someone's gonna suck. There's, there's no doubt about that. I, I think this is. You can't say top heavy if I have three of the four teams almost at five hundred or better. But I think there's a clear, uh-oh. Tip of the cap to you, sir. You know, you're like you're like Zimmer didn't even know who the the Vikings hired to replace him. He was <laughs> he's knee deep in pina coladas and combo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Give me another one of those things with the the umbrella in it. Yeah, what do you got with <laughs> umbrellas? Look at those umbrella that Drinks. Good for him. All right. <laughs> well, that's that's how you get out of there. We're, we're, we're discussing Zimmer's girlfriend, in case you're curious. No, they know. They showed Walker a picture
0: over any, here. Any avid followers? You could also tell me. Here's a picture of Mike Zimmer and his daughter. You no. Know, believe that that one so may take from that what you will people all right so that's the north we will be heading down south we were talking about tom brady so we're gonna go talk about tom brady on next week's episode those new look bucks without redhead assassin ryan jensen you know trying to get fucking taunting penalties on every defensive
1: lineman snap after snap at this point so we talked about this a bit with the afc i think we said the afc south might be the worst overall division for fantasy is this nfc north potentially the worst uh in the nfc and second worst in the league Hmm. I mean, look, we used to have Devontae Adams, at least. That's going to get spread around. So you can't trust any of the Green Bay wide receivers. We do like their running backs. We like their quarterback.
0: You don't like their tight end. Yep. Yeah. Um, It's hard to argue with the Bears. It's Fields, Mooney, little commit, sleeper appeal, but he doesn't have the upside to be a top really six guy. I mean, he can be a top 10 guy on volume in PPR, but – don't like any of receivers. I'm not a Dave Montgomery fan. I like both other running backs better than him, Khalil Herbert and Justin Ebner. That's probably going to be ugly this year. The Lions, it's the, you know, it's Swift and it's Hawkinson. You know, no the receivers. Yeah, I mean, Shark you, Hopefully, you, can, you can, but, Yeah, everyone's still on Amon. I just don't see the volume me neither. going his way. So that's getting diluted. And then I, the Vikings are what the Vikings are. Nothing new. Just a new head coach. I don't think a world's going to change there. I still think Thielen is dust. So, maybe a little KJ Osborne breakout appeal, but you know, it's going to be largely Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. I'm not, I'm not going to put any hope on Irv Smith. I think if he can stay healthy, he can be a tight end one, back end, like 10 to 12. But yeah. that's best case scenario. That's him healthy. You can also get hurt again, and there's nothing behind him. So, yeah. Um, and then, well, I mean, what rookies are we talking about? You know, that got drafted. James Williams might not play this year. Christian mm-hmm. Watson's already hurt. Uh,
1: no Dubs. one else drafted any Jim impact. Dubs. Yeah, is, Dubs is, is Dubs is the best rookie in this fucking division. He, Wrap your brain he, around that. He
0: could well be the top producing fantasy rookie. He's absolutely going to be. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how significant Watson's injury is, and they're they're going to give him time. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I can't argue beyond that because that's ridiculous. No impact guys <laughs> there. You know that's that aren't ridiculous. you know that aren't affected by injury, so. Yes, this would be uh this would be the the trash can division for fantasy <laughs> football.
1: So it's all it's all uphill from here. Starting here, next Wonder couple we, NFC episodes wouldn't it be called downhill
0: from here? I mean, I, I get where you're going, but isn't downhill the easier? Like you want to go no, down? We're, we're up. okay. We're climbing. That doesn't sound fun for us. I'm a
1: climber. We're being carried. We're for an elevator. <laughs> okay, they pack mules. That's fine. Yes, I just don't right. don't make me climb the hill. <laughs> So that will do it for us. Hopefully, you uh, stuck it out through this whimper of a NFC North. They just didn't do much for fantasy purposes. Uh, r- real football, there was some action, but yeah, for fantasy, uh, dumpster fire, no thank you. But that should do it for us. For myself, John DeBarry, my co host, Mr. Matt Walker, and our friends at Expand the Box Score, use the promo code 40, get four days free advanced stats. We are the Fantasy 40, and we are out of here.
0: A first place Green Bay Packers beat it,
1: yeah. Skull, I get it. I could see it. I mean, if it's oh, gonna happen God. in a year, this is it. Oh, you know, what I also I thought about this. <laughs> I was driving yesterday, thinking mm-hmm. about the pod today. The- <laughs> I about driving when you're driving,
0: I should, uh, but uh, I don't. No, fair enough.
1: I, I, I look out my side window and ponder like no. rear end fucking you're cars ahead of me.
0: Envision it now.
1: I don't know anyone who hates the Lions. Hmm. Is that the least hated team? Well, listen, they're hard
0: knocks, right? They're they're, they're Dan Campbell. Everyone already loved Dan Campbell. He's I mean, shot, as I, not even shot shot just fight. this
1: year. I'm saying, like, as a franchise, like ah, uh, they're just lovable losers. I mean, they just like, been, there's people who hate the fucking Eagles. There's they people get out who, of their way. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, the n- Lions. Nobody. Everyone just feels bad for Detroit. I mean, that's just literally what it comes down to. And then they're like non threatening. It's funny, they're a lion, but they're like the least threatening franchise yeah. in the entire NFL. It's like yeah, Their
1: uniforms are kind of cool, just old the Lions. school. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I remember remember Matt Stafford made them relevant. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Barry yeah. Sanders yeah. and Megatron. <laughs> like I have nothing but positive memories of the Lions except, <laughs> oh, except they fucking suck. So I'm bad. a fan.
0: Well that's changing this year. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. Better days yeah. are headlines, fans.
1: It seems like if that was a team that had a Cinderella year, I could see like the whole country being behind them. The whole, you're goddamn right. One they need, pride. They God. need a tragedy, unfortunately. One pride. They need a fucking Hurricane <laughs> Katrina. <Yeah>. Jared <laughs>
0: channel is what second season with a uh, Sean McVay before he just a dot plummeted. He got cycled out as quick as he could for the aforementioned (laughs) Matthew Stafford. All right. Let's end this, pig.
1: Double next.
0: A message from
1: someone saying draft starts in thirty minutes, and I was like, I, "I thought it was starting. I thought it was the eighteenth. I knew it was. I knew it had two eights in it." Gotcha. I'm also in the Razz Bowl. You know, which also I started got today. Invited oh. in the fucking Razz Bowl, and I thought I accepted it, and then uh, I emailed back like a week, like two weeks ago. I emailed back. It's like, hey, just following up. I thought I said I was in, but I don't remember. And they they said, said, no, you have to. Fuck you. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was told. They said, uh, no, you didn't reply. However, it's full now and you're too late.
0: That is still very. It was a very PC responsive.
1: Uh, damn it. <laughs> you ignored they put us. a list of alternatives. <laughs> so if anybody fucking times out in round one, look out. Were on. you in it last year? No.
0: Oh, I was in it last year. And I loved the team I drafted. Like, loved it. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Tell me how that story ended. Hey, hey, Sigma Barkley, like in the second round or something like that. Dog. Hey. Here's a, here's a,
1: here's a st- story for you. You used to talk about how sad you were about no reversal drafted from the 10 spot. You could could be me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I, mean, I wouldn't just... have cared. I don't mind being on the fucking turn because you complained about being at the 10 and you've already planted in my seed at the dog shit spot. So now I you've soured me. I hate it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's terrible. I mean, it'd be great for you if you got... Three of the top 25 guys, but now pick one's getting three of the top 25 guys, and we're settling for three of the top well, 36.
1: My, my, my pick one was you are. Christian McCaffrey in your league. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I didn't even look. Which one? You, I've I got four of the right top <clears throat> 37, though. You're missing the uh, huh.
0: correct. I get, and you could throw the same bullshit with me, you know, 39 or whatever it is. 30,
1: Twelve of the top
0: one thirty-three. Yeah, then get at me after twenty-five. like you know, just that person gets to to jump on a stud running back, and then probably double tap wide receiver twenty-four-five. And so else being a beautiful space. I'm just sitting there twiddling my thumbs. I don't even know a pick I have in a razzle. That doesn't start until like noon. And I also worked myself into a best ball dispersal that starts today. So it's going to be a rager today in the, I in got the Walker quite, household as I far as got a few going on to are concerned. And my family is leaving for the week to go on the shore. Are you going and there? my neighbor's getting a new fence put in next door. So there's no way that, that doesn't negatively impact me. Are you <laughs> are you going with your family Nah, I'm going to head down over the weekend, but I'm
1: working. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're like super. They're, I think the oldest one is like six. So I like guess already.
0: Can't that die? She's like, she <laughs> Just throw that out there. Dopes. listen. Yeah. Changes your, your funding requirements. Yeah. What are we doing? Where are we putting money? Yeah. We're buying that new car. Or are we considering college
1: for the kids? i going to... Now now the drafting with Giants has forced me into a box where I now have to fucking find all the kick returners, which I, I do every year at this time. I'm like, fuck, who is this And guy? it's largely not worth it.
0: I, mean, I know you think it is, but it's not. I, I literally, this morning, I did all my drafting with Giants research. I did it. I knocked it all out this morning. Thorough, detailed research. There was five guys in the top 100 scores. I remember a couple of years ago, there were a ton and that was when people used to return kickoffs.
1: <gasps> oh, yeah. that makes sense.
0: So you need punt return, guys. I mean, there's you so have, many.
1: You have anymore. just solved. John, I am an absolute fantasy genius. I see that. <laughs> I mean, Dude, I have, I have been pondering this. Fuck, he might be on San Diego now. Well.
0: No San Diego, so if he's there, he's really not going to score any points. But he could be with Los Angeles, and that's totally possible. Where where the frick's he (laughs) hiding that again? 260. (laughs) (laughs) Did he resonate with you? No, just holding strong. Click his bio, it should tell you, right? Yep, Chargers. Yep, Chester Rogers. These are this is all kick return shit with him, and he had. Bunch of shit games. Now he's in Houston. Might be their wide receiver one.
1: Tyler Lockett still returns kicks, doesn't he?
0: He shouldn't. Punt? Get stupid D. Eskridge out there until he pulls his hands <laughs> again. Bum.
1: Wow, interesting. Andre Roberts, college, went to Citadel.
0: He did. He was also That's a third-round pick.
1: Stand God. up. Stand up citizen. Now that's crazy.
0: 13 years in the league. Somehow. Yeah,
1: 2012.
0: Third round. 64
1: pick. catches? He 749? was on his way to being something.
0: That was Atlanta, right? Five he was touchdowns? still there.
1: I don't remember where the 114 fuck? targets. Arizona, I think. Was it Arizona? Well, that's where he got drafted. That's who drafted him. I don't know where he was in Probably year three. Yeah, you know what? I think that was Arizona. <laughs> it's a bird. They wear red.
0: Yeah, who cares? Close enough. Hey, my fancy, like, can you put the, the NFL team he played for in the player stats? How fucking hard is that? <laughs> Basic.
1: Yeah, he was like. He's got a good picture, though. That's a fucking. Man, he's a happy man. The glamour yeah. shot. Yeah. These other guys look like fucking bums. That guy could put it on his dating profile.
0: Yeah, just living his best life on Go Fish or whatever the hell that is. <laughs>
1: Plenty of distance. Yeah. I showed you those pictures right last week. He did. Did it get worse? Fuck! I know. I just was gave up. Everyone was out of town. I was killing time when (laughs) I was bored.
0: Everyone's different definition of killing time. How did Byron Pringle put a top twenty season? Was he there? Punt returner too? He must have. I mean, who's going to be returning kicks in Chicago this year? I mean, look.
1: Well, fuck. I mean, he might be a goldmine. Forty-two receptions, five hundred sixty yards, and five touchdowns last year. So he did. He did score some points. Yeah, that's ninety. Bit different. Five times 100 and one hundred and one hundred twenty-ish from receiving. And he had one eighty-five. So he got himself another. Oh, his stats. He had four
0: different twenty-point,
1: five different twenty-point games.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's the profile you're looking for. A dude that could get 100 targets with the Bears this year and then return kicks, too. He's only on a one-year deal, I and mean, it's possible. Who else is going to do it? Equinemia St. Brown ain't doing it. Village Vel- uh, Jones, went Right? It's possible. Yeah, Village yeah. Jones, Dratham with Giant
1: Skeleton key. There we go. <laughs> <clears throat> Once I scream at my offspring... The only reason my son stays alive is because he is so damn cute and agreeable. <laughs> say? How dare you mute when you're going to yell at your kids? He's a psycho. He's just Don't do that again. loud and nuts. And he does. What he's not supposed to do And you're like, Joe, stop it. He goes, Woof. Joe, get it? <laughs> uh, stop poisoning your sister. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. okay. Got me, got me again.
0: he looks at me and goes I'm sorry no 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 don't don't do that you look away when you talk to me (laughs) you (laughs) look right in the eyes (laughs) it's not in my best interest Joe (laughs) shut up (laughs) that'll teach him Started, you know. about Daddy's his doing son. his fun thing. Be quiet. She's
1: doing things <laughs> I don't want her to do.
0: <laughs> Welcome to life. <clears throat> All right. Ready? Yes. And let's, uh, when we dive in with that stupid Hall of Fame game, just to, since you say you have nothing to talk about on this. Okay. At least something. Ready? To fill the void. <clears throat> <clears throat> throat>
1: Ha <laughs>